Hello, and welcome back to my podcast of Speak Your Damn Mind. I'm your host, Serena Lagley, and we continue with the series of My Day in Parliament. Oh yes, your girl was in Parliament, the House of Commons over there in London, causing havoc. <laughs> well, not quite, but just being a black woman present in a male, white male patriarchy system. And there I was, standing, speaking on things that black women go through, and also all women that go through sexual harassment in the workplace and in the home. And in this episode, I continue that conversation with the lovely Candice Riley, also known as Candidate K. As you listen on, you will hear the reason why she wants your vote for office for Margate. Listen up, listen. Candice and I were talking, we had the big old interruptions of Big Ben. Oh yeah, Big Ben had to make his appearance, innit? <laughs> but forgive us, in a crowded place, in a busy place of Parliament, you can just imagine innit? the chaos that was taking place. Take a listen. So hi, welcome. Tell me about yourself. Okay, so uh-huh. my name is Candice Riley. I'm the candidate for uh, Margate Cliftonville East. Okay. That's the exact ward I am standing in. Uh-huh. I am a Walthamstow bred young lady okay. from East London. Woo. And my heritage spans up to Huddersfield. Okay. My grandparents were up there. Uh, so we are traditionally Barbadian mm-hmm. and uh, Montrachian, an island not everybody knows. Well, my, my son's um, father's family is actually from Montserrat, actually. Oh, yes, so we, yeah, we yes. know, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. someone does know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, what is incredible about me? Uh-huh. I am resilient. Uh-huh. I see it. Who from primary school was told they were not dyslexic, but had some form of um, learning, learning, diffi- learning difficulty mm. and had been advised to go to a special needs school. Wow. Uh, this girl is running for public office. I don't think I have <laughs> a learning difficulty. No, not at all. Um, I uh, then made it through primary school, did the 11 plus, mm. didn't quite get in. Mm. Actually, not by many points, so that's quite wow, nice that's still... to know. Mm. Um, then I went to a really great high school, you know. Um, it wasn't the most uh, diverse. Mm-hmm. I think I can say that, mm-hmm. actually, because mm-hmm. I was the only black kid in my class. Yeah. I wasn't the only black kid in the year, but I was the only one in my class, mm-hmm. and then, therefore, I believe that shows how undiverse 
my school was. Mm. Uh, if and how many years or what decade was that? Was that early 90s, late 90s, what? No, we're talking 2000s. See? I'm a young chicken. I'm only wow. 24. So, yeah. <laughs> we're not even... I was born in the 90s. Yeah, whoop, whoop. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, consumed a lot of what the 90s had to offer, but no, not a, a studied in the 90s. However, mm-hmm. the education styles of the 90s were very much in my classroom. Right. We had teachers who used chalkboards. We had teachers who had to learn what language they could use. Mm-hmm. I went to university. There's still some of that archaic behaviour towards uh, vain people yeah. came mm-hmm. about, and that's maybe the lead up to my political career, but it didn't manifest into Brexit. Oh, wow. So it, could be it, it manifested because I said to myself, employment can't be this bad mm. for BAME people. Mm-hmm. BAME people who are millennials shouldn't have to have five jobs. Mm. <laughs> right? Just to pay the bills. Yeah. You know, um, BAME people shouldn't be still going on holiday and people surprised that they speak English, oh. let alone have jobs to be able to go on holiday. They're not working. Right. They're not migrants lost right. from their uh, lorry that they hitchhiked on. Mm-hmm. You know, they are people enjoying life and they uh, you know, have already worked so hard to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you have to acknowledge that this isn't the most millennial. There's still a huge amount of millennials out of the only thirteen percent of us wow. in the UK are BAME. Out of that thirteen, yeah, thirteen percent. We don't actually make up that much of the British population, but out of that m- massive number that there is of us, mm. we are below the poverty gap. We are struggling to finance our lives. We are being constantly triggered by images of what a black person Mm. is, Mm. let alone uh, being part of the BAME queer community. Mm. That's just, that's just, you're just asking for extra triggering. Then imagine you're a BAME queer Muslim. Mm. Who's got a disability? You just should end, exit the game, that's right? Yeah. UK is just mm. not your stomping ground. Mm. But then that's where someone like me, I meet somebody like that, and I go, This is who I'm representing. Mm-hmm. I'm representing the people who just wanted to go to school and learn, regardless of the fact that they were disabled. They just really wanted to go to school and meet new people and learn. Mm-hmm. I'm representing the people who regardless if they want their sexuality to be part of the question, mm. they dress the way they do, but they just want to learn. Like, they're not really here to show and turn be a, a show. It's not really that. It's just an expression of who they are mm-hmm. through dress. Mm-hmm. But they're here to gain education. Um, we talk about just the generic one, religion. Mm-hmm. Religious difference between being people. They just want to come to school yeah. and learn. And you see, even keep repeating this, but the fact is that through life you continue to learn. Yeah, so if you struggle to learn when you are in compulsory education between the ages of, depending on your family's ability, between five and 16, mm-hmm. 
If you struggle to get through education between those fundamental ages, how are you supposed to have a good connection with society and go into work and want to learn and go into other spaces and want to hear other opinions and socialise with different people and remove yourself from a vacuum of maybe negativity or maybe it's a positive vacuum, but... It's a vacuum of the same people. You don't really ever go outside of this bubble. How are we going to encourage that mm-hmm. if they didn't enjoy high school? Mm. And society not understanding the importance of education and seeing how policy encourages education in a positive way for BAME people and then all of their other brackets, right? And that's why I said to myself, it's not going to be good enough me doing my job and going home at night and saying I'm switching off because mm. I don't switch off. I watch the news and I have debates with my dad. My dad's my biggest. Uh, he's, uh, he, he will begrudgingly say this, but he <laughs> never disagrees with me. He just does it for the fun yeah, yeah. of debate. <laughs> I know that my father... He misses me now that I'm yeah. starting this political race. And he does say to me, are you going out again? Yeah. I said yeah. to him, yes. But I try and stay up a bit later now because I, I am someone... I like my sleep, so mm-hmm. I come home and I go to sleep. But I try and stay up so we can have a bit of a debate. And I know he enjoys it because he, you know, he looks he forward to it to an extent. Yeah. Seeing his baby just <laughs> in passionate with, with the work that she's doing, that, yeah. that, that you know, it ignites that and keeps that bond between generations as well and what he must have, have thought, um, gone through as well, him growing up and now he's, you picked up that baton and now you're running with it politically and just going, you, you just pushing through streams of just negativity and opponents and you keep on doing that so mm-hmm. I applaud that, so keep that bond going, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, when I started uh, running the first thing I thought was about my representation, mm-hmm. how I look, how I say things, how I come across. Mm-hmm. Because I've always been told that I sound kind of white. I'm saying this because it's this platform. I should be unapologetic and very truthful with my experiences. I got told I was very white. Mm-hmm. But when I'm young and very naive, my intelligence, my characteristics were bullied. Mm-hmm for not wanting to conform with sexuality mm. because I did not know my queerness then. Mm. But I didn't want to be profiled as sexy, raunchy, mm. black queen. I didn't like these, you know, because black queen, it, it, although I see it in a very positive way now, mm. when I was a young girl, I felt like a girl, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't fussed if my boobs got bigger or not, but now you're telling me that they're small and there's something boyish about me. So should I be boyish? But I am not boyish. I'm confused because I know I have quite a derriere, right? (laughs) But then that is not being promoted because I do not have a chair. Wow. I have a slim form. I was chicken legs. I was stick insects. I was, um, the dogs will run after you because you're so skinny. Wow. And this came from my own community. community it yeah. didn't come from Caucasian people or Asian people or whatever other communities mm. are out there. Mm. It didn't come from them. It came from the black community mm. predominantly. Mm. 
Mm. And so I started talking to my sisters, as I always call them, my Muslim sisters, my Sikh sisters, my Buddhist sisters, my Jewish sisters. I started talking to them about these things. Mm. They said to me, you have to be in love with yourself. Damn right. So I was thinking, but how do I love myself? Like, I've had years of pain. I've had suicide attacks. I've come to terms with my mental health. I've had discussions about my blackness. The first thing I did was start covering my hair. So I wear a, a hijab, a headscarf, a wrap, whatever word you want to call it, I wear it because it makes me one with myself. It's a very spiritual thing. I think you can tell my tone change. That's Big Ben, by the way, or somebody. Okay, he stopped. <laughs> that, was so, the, that was the ordainedness. That was the ordainedness of your blackness in oneness. Oh, I'm going to leave that in there. Yeah, yes. that was just ordained. You know, it was really to just uh, yeah. bring some other aspects to what I was saying about mm-hmm. my love for myself without showing my hair. Yeah. Um, I then started learning how to do my hair myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually because of my father's bring, upbringing within a Muslim and Jewish community, mm-hmm. um, wearing false extensions was not a good thing. Okay. It was about you rejecting your blackness. It was about you not being one with yourself. You have to love yourself. It's not about that you can't do that, mm-hmm. but if you cannot show your love for yourself, but then see love through extensions or a wig or things like that, mm-hmm then he didn't really understand. So I was brought up with very hardcore values of loving your image. So when I told him about my image issues, my dad almost would throw it to the wind and be like, you're talking nonsense. How could you? How, who, could pers- no, who could bestow onto you anything less than what you have already brought onto this planet? Mm. And it's like, yeah, thanks, but you know, you're not gonna make babies with me, so <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, no. I need to meet a man. Mm-hmm. You are amazing, but your opinion it doesn't, doesn't really count right. right now. You're supposed to say <laughs> that as you my know, father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but then I started to realize why am I retaliating it? Because I've been brainwashed to believe fathers say these things because you're their daughter they don't you know they don't actually mean, mean it wow because if they did then other little boys who are coming through wouldn't say those things right mm-hmm. but then you learn actually some of these boys don't have fathers to hear these things from preach it some of these Talk women it. out here if you slag enough men all the time slag, Stop slag, it. slag, 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 slag mm. your sons are going to pick up these behaviors mm. why would they talk positive about women if all you do it's is, them is just show what a king is not to your son and these were the discussions I was having with my dad, which were painful because I was crying sometimes because I was having to actually explain all of the things. And he was coming back with affirmations mm. of incorrection that he didn't understand how they had got in when he'd been saying this all along. Mm. I said to him, because I spend nine hours of my day at school with the haters. All this time I'm spending with haters every day, soaking it in, and I only spent maybe five hours Mm. with you a day. Mm. And I realized that's education. Me understanding my mental health was education. Mm. 
Me seeing my degree through in journalism was education again. This time I was enjoying my education because I had picked the course and I was going to damn well see it through. Mm. I was going to walk across that stage with my head held high because this time I'd done it all by myself-ish. Obviously my parents were involved in <laughs> reading countless essays, yeah, yeah. but you know, I'd done it this time, mm. you know? Uh, I've worked really hard, and so I work with young people in student experience, helping them get to their goals, mm -hmm. because I understand how important education is, because education is what builds up everything else. It builds up your opinion of your representation. So just to reinforce, I don't care if you have wigs, if you have no hair, yeah. as long as you love yourself. Damn. I don't care. <laughs> when I care is when you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. And somebody has traumatized you, has violated you, is impacting your health, impacting your fight for better pay, mm -hmm. impacting the way that you see yourself as a caregiver mm -hmm. or as a mother. Mm -hmm. The way that you see yourself makes you, less, um, makes you love yourself less. And makes you not want to go out into society to do and do more than what you do already. Mm. When that happens, and you don't want to do that. I care even more because that's important to me. Um, wow. So I st I'm standing. Oh shivers. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm standing in uh, May. I'm gonna do that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And we make history regardless. We make history if I win. Yeah. And we make history if I don't win. You're making history regardless. We're making history regardless. Because no one has ever stood before. Wow. So. It's we you. Just, we, just, we just making history either way. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then we go from there. We go. We could go for London Assembly. Mm-hmm. We could go and do Kent County Council, which is the one above Dunning Council. Okay. Um, that's like, in a way, for anybody listening who would like to know more information, that's similar, but not the same as if you are from London or any bigger constituency like, I don't know, Manchester. Okay. Right? Manchester has an overall council, and then you have like a small, smaller pocketed council. Right, right, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Kent County Council is the bigger one. Um, that election is actually after London Assembly. So we go for London before we go for Kent County, but we're going regardless. We are putting applications in mm -hmm. because it's the point of putting applications in. Mm -hmm. And this is why um, I'm going to write my book, is to explain to young people. It doesn't have to be politics. I want you to try and put the application in to be a school governor yes. at your school. Yeah. I want you to be able to put the application in to be a board member. I want you to put the application in because you see that there's a role missing at your local police station mm. as an officer of the peace or um, you want to be mayor of your local area. I want you to put these applications in, not just because um, presumably most of you listening are BAME, Obviously, representation is the big one. Yeah. Even with my election. There you go. Just doing it again. Confirm it. Doing it again. The big thing. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, number one is uh, representation. So even with my own election, think about how I do my hair, how I dress, 
things like that. That's one thing. Mm. That is to combine with how they write about us, how they see us in the media, how they get some, they're going to get someone also banged, mm. come and interview me. Mm. It's all of this. Trying, I try with my election to get as many banged people involved. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do with this book, is to ignite involvement to stir up curiosity of the process. And if you want to see the process through, hopefully this book either is the right process because uh, this book will be about becoming a local councillor and it'll have some information about other political ventures. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it's the right book that you read it and you start to think, "Ah, what other places do they need somebody yeah a or, mm. I heard there was this job going to work for a charity and be a trustee mm. ah I could actually apply for that mm. I don't need to wait until I'm 106 no with my grey <laughs> privilege right I don't need to you wait until fast. I get that doctorate right. or I got the masters I don't need to wait until I stop being a, a hospital porter mm. like the belief system that you need a certain place in society to have that job nah. really isn't true. Mm. Yes, there are going to be boards where they say to you, hold up, you're a what? You say, I'm a road sweeper and I've come to be the trustee of this charity. Mm. And they go, why? And that is the place where you manifest into the person who you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. You start talking about why you want to do it. Yeah. Who you want to represent. Yeah. Who their targets are missing. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, I expect for people doing things like this to be like, I'm doing the wrong job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I expect 100% people to, uh, even if you're a parent and you're already going to... Um, parent uh, group meetings yeah, about your children at school yeah, and you think yeah. I could have just been here on Monday as a governor yeah. because you keep talking about what the governors were saying mm-hmm. and I'm always here mm-hmm. so why haven't I just seen if there's a availability mm-hmm. and you know what most of the time schools are going to say yeah there is mm-hmm. um, that could just be because you are babe but don't see it that way really don't um, all schools um, really need it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've just forgotten the figure. Uh, I will send it to you. Okay, there's yeah. a, a ridiculous, um, I think it's like 37. Mm-hmm. There are only 37 black head teachers in the whole of the United Kingdom. Shut I think up. it's something like that. You know, 37. 37. Jeez. When it comes to BAME representation yeah. in like engineering, mm. like mm-hmm. uh, only matter. 10% of mm. all engineers are a BAME in mm. the United Kingdom and we are way behind all of Europe. Oh. Actually really far behind. <laughs> 
there's actually it's quite surprising yeah i'm not even gonna name the country no ahead of us because you you guys would be surprised i'm surprised already oh my god it's statistics like that that's why i'm not trying to say to people if you're listening and go yeah but that's all this extra work i'm saying about things you're already interested in you could be interested in football and there's a local um organization that works with young people to get them into football Mm -hmm. they have no uh, trustee or they have no person doing the finance and you already work in finance Mm. this is literally five hours a month Mm, it's just as simple as that it's not it's not not over Mm. and depending on the organization it could be once every three months Mm. right so you're not really taking a huge amount out of your life mm-hmm. on this and mm-hmm. um, for someone like me i'm a doer so i do take a lot of uh, uh time out of my life for these things yeah but that's the choice i made so you'll never see me pretty much taking a holiday i'm one of those people who has to really uh, schedule it in no <laughs> <laughs> you have to drag you off your death like yeah i've got a timer that goes off at 8 really? p.m to stop working mm-hmm. and I get mm-hmm. up at 6 a.m. So, yeah. That's an important, alright, that leads to my point question. Yeah. Do you do, do you practice self-care? Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, mm-hmm. As a person who trains, as a personal trainer. And that was one of the things about representation. When I um, first uh, put in my application to Stan, yeah. I was just like, wow. My Instagram is like a lot of bikini posts. Really? <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I am the right person to stand no. looking at my Instagram. Mm. But then I was like, yeah, I can always make another one. Yeah. So I did. <laughs> um, but that was the first thing was, uh, what do I think a, a politician looks like? And I said myself, obviously, but it took a long time for me to say to other people that I wasn't, sorry, um, I wasn't changing anything. Mm. So it was like, when I first stood, oh, I thought I'd have to gel the hair back or get a, a silk press. Oh God, You know, silk that <laughs> look like Michelle Obama, you know, they oh, have it straight, yeah. but it's black, <laughs> you know? Or then I was like, okay, um, We've got the new Prime Minister of Barbados. She's got like a curly fro. Okay. okay, we could probably work something like that. But um. then my hair doesn't really stay like that all day. <laughs> and Barbados got nice humidity. Humidity weather, keep it, you're right. To keep it nice. <laughs> and so, um, I thought, just dry no. up England. Yeah, no, just suck up all the moisture <laughs> from my head top. And I, I just imagined all of these interviews with like the oil running down. It my is drip, drip. <laughs> 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 Afro Sheen, man. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. thought, no, let's not do that one either. Mm-hmm. Then, um, I don't wear braids, but I considered it, right? So I was like, I could probably stay neat. It's nine weeks, right? We're in the first week of the nine weeks towards the day in May. And I thought, it's just nine weeks, okay? Don't pull it out, you know. Wear silk cap, and yeah, it look, it look just tidy at the front, redo yeah. the front, we twist, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I said to myself, But then what if people see me with my headscarf? 
Like, do I whip it off? Do I not wear my headscarf ever? Because as I said earlier, that's how I recuperate. That's how I see myself as beautiful with my headscarf. It's a crown that I create mm -hmm. in the morning and I put it on my head. Beautiful my hair is still an orchid. I love my hair. Yeah. I, I look after it because I know as an orchid, it's very sensitive. You don't do something. This, this plant going to die. Mm -hmm. So you have to look after it. Um, I've had so many different conversations with people about changing the image. And then I was like, that's the power of being uh, MP, right? We change the image of what is out there. Mm. So um, you have to start educating people. So if they see me with my scarf, I have to educate them. If they see me with my afro, I have to educate them. If I see them, and I have neither of those two, because mm. they're like my top hairstyles. Mm. If they ask, I educate them. I take that energy from mm. my resilience and my ability to stay calm, even when people are not nice. Because most of the time they are nice, mm -hmm. but when they're not nice, take that energy and transpose it into education. Because if I am about education, then I have to do it all the time. Yeah. And someone did say to me, you know, you don't run yourself down. Yeah. And I say to myself, yeah, I don't. But there's something quite soothing about educating someone. There's something quite relieving knowing that even if they haven't got the same opinion as me now, now they know that there's someone that doesn't agree with them. Mm -hmm. So regardless if, if I like it or not, they're going to go tell someone they spoke to me. Mm. Name or not. Mm. Hopefully name now, because that's like free publicity. <laughs> but <laughs> they'll speak about it and they'll have a conversation with someone. And that's education. We don't like to always give merit to people speaking ill of us, mm. but they might have a conversation with somebody else who doesn't agree with them. Mm. It's another opportunity for them to now say, oh, I keep meeting people who don't agree with me. And they probably go searching for someone who agrees with them and they rarely find them very quickly. Mm -hmm. They usually find a whole lot of people who don't agree with them first. Mm. And to know that I started that, it's very therapeutic for me. Um, but in an earnest way, uh, I wake up at six and until eight. I do several different types of exercises, stretching, dancing, limbering, actual you know, yeah. actual physical workout, running, whatever, yeah. because that gets my day going. So if I don't get to do that, it always feels a bit wrong. <laughs> I feel like that too. It's like today, I got up at five. I was in my bed for at least 15 minutes. And I was like, no, I gotta get up. I gotta get up. So I went to the gym, all the 20 minutes. But yo, that 20 minutes felt good. Mm. And I felt like I had, to, I had to do it. Yeah. You know? And at times when I didn't go to the gym, I felt like, nah, I'm too antsy. I'm too, like, mm -mm, I need to do something. Mm. Let me run around the block. Do you know mm. what I mean? I've had too much energy. So, thank God. Mm. <laughs> it's not just me. So, mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is, in a different way to how I talk with my dad, which is therapeutic because mm. um, he's always there to give me positivity. I don't think my dad ever sees anything in a negative way. Mm -hmm. He always flips it. Like, it's really annoying, <laughs> dad, if you listen to this. It is, because <laughs> I'll come to him, be like, someone's bullying me, and he'll be like, but what did you do, mm -hmm. right? First, anyone listening to this, listen to the wisdom in it. So, 
an example would be I had a project um, with a friend and she forgot the project so I had already done it mm-hmm. again because I didn't want us to look bad and she was really annoyed with me because she thought we would look bad together but I actually brought came correct as I said uh-huh. right and I told my dad and my dad said now what's wrong with what you did I said there was nothing wrong with it then he said why are you beating yourself up so you know that question of what did you do as annoying as I feel it some of you are like yeah that's you know go her dad but I used to hate coming to him about because he'd always say what did you do and then it turned out to be I didn't do anything wrong you're just beating yourself up Mm. you're doing what you do best which is putting someone else higher than yourself Mm -hmm. for no reason mm. but then my mom said to me most recently that's what's going to make you a good leader is that you don't see yourself as better than anyone you're always prepared to listen to someone else's opinion even if it's not the one you have well, that's a good leader though um, mm. you don't see yourself as the best so it humbles you in a way that you are always going to be able to listen to someone else and sometimes you listen to them and go nah I see in your face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I always go to my mom to talk about stuff because she doesn't she doesn't do that reverse psychology that my dad does she does the more <laughs> call list. daddy out yeah dad <laughs> reverse psychology it works strong mm. but it's not every day I need that kind of curing sometimes it's like an emotional uplifting mm-hmm. of that I speak even my biggest pains so like even when I was having my depression and my eating disorder suffering with anxiety my mum heard my pains and it was what I needed I needed someone to hear how angry I was Mm. how much I didn't want these people to be right Mm -hmm. even if it was self-loathing if it was um, not believing in myself if it was peer pressure whatever it is I wanted that outlet and that's who I go to is my mother for that outlet Mm. and most of the time um I um you know reinforce that with the exercise so like I'll go and like punch out a beanbag at the Mm. gym get that extra frustration out because it's great to cry or to um Mm. speak it into existence and realize how stupid it sounds you be like listening to yourself saying stupid things like when i was younger i used to say um to my mom that because i was skinny i was gonna be alone forever this girl in the first month of uni i think i had to be like running away from guys <laughs> and was like <laughs> hiding <laughs> like oh my gosh mm-hmm. an overload I do apologize for my language but an overload of penis speaking on mine yeah yeah like black penis I'd never seen before and I was just like, black penis I was just, no I was kind of one of those pre- uh-huh. that's what I was talking about my queerness I'd wow. been with relationships with females <laughs> and I'd had a, a very um bisexual experience mm-hmm. until um uh university mm-hmm. and maybe it came because of the image i had of myself mm-hmm. as not being a queen as not being overly effeminate and i had my relationships with my female partners mm-hmm. um i still 
Uh, I'm pansexual, so mm-hmm. I don't see gender at all. Yeah. But even my relationships with women and men at university, it was just a transition. It was a transition into saying to myself, oh, so let, can I take you to my high school? I have some people that used to call me bad names and I'd like to just just show you off if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it like a big display, just like wear an amazing dress preferably just highlighting all of your gorgeousness just i just uh, you know <laughs> if you don't mind just be like that's my girlfriend oh <laughs> like, with my current partner i'd be like so just like look so chiseled and handsome mm. as you are mm. just, you know turn up <laughs> with all of your chocolatey goodness yum, yum. <laughs> and you know come through mm-hmm. Jogging bottoms, I don't mind. I'll leave you got to wear once. I'll give you that. You can uh, have that bit of a lazy outfit. Um, but you'll still look great. You know, I love to show my partners up because there was that time when I didn't feel beautiful. And now I do. And I now I understand my relationship with uh, my sexuality. Yes. Being that it stormed from a place of not knowing my body, not knowing why I didn't react like that, like other girls. Mm. Like, and the fact that I don't care if I'm sexy. Mm. I care if I'm loved. I mm. care if I have a connection More with powerful. you. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I care if you respect my brain, if you can't make love to me in my brain. Mm, intellectual type love. If I can't mm. sit in silence with you, and feel connected mm. still, then it's not gonna work. Mm. You could be as hot as some of my ex partners were really hot. Mm. But right? then dum dum in the brain. Then, <laughs> huh? yeah, I feel <laughs> like whole was conversation. trying to send something to a fax machine. Wow! Is it out there yet? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, wow, just wow, and we're gonna get further along soon. So yeah, we'll be seeing more. But yes, education top one. Mm. Health, obviously, coming from my perspective mm. and life experience. Mm. And then, I'm a huge advocate for everything else. Mm-hmm. Everything else stems into those two. Yeah. So I don't care if it's. You need to talk about anti-war because education gets impacted by that. Okay. Mm. I don't care if you want to talk about FGM because mm. education stems from that. Mm-hmm. I think you definitely um, need to be educated about FGM. I want sexual education mm-hmm. in schools mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's a form of education. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm there. But that. should that be monitored? It, it has to be. Mm-hmm. And I want... <laughs> representation um i yes. want to blame queer people yeah. to be qualified and teaching it mm. i want to see universities come and correct teacher qualification mm. in sexual education mm. and making sure they get those numbers in bame trans mm. queer lgbtqi mm. plus people taking up that subject mm. 
and getting hired. Schools saying, we don't have an opt-out scheme. We mm -hmm. need a teacher in this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, if they're disabled and they happen to be gay mm -hmm. and they happen to be black and he also is Sikh, mm -hmm. fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Could it be a migrant too? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm always trying to see who else could be out there. And you the know what? Space for you, basically. There's so many interesting people, so many different categories. Mm -hmm. And so, to anybody who happens to come across, come, come across this podcast and think, oh, it's just black. Mm. You could be white and Buddhist and disabled mm. and trans. Mm. I'm here for you. I'm actually vouching for your team mm -hmm. because ain't nobody seen you before and they should have seen you and they should be trying to give you equal pay and they should be understanding that you might be a caregiver mm. and they should be wanting to make sure that you are not sexually harassed in the office and they should be making sure that there's equality acts when it comes to your pension, your um, either paternity or maternity care, if you want to go for holidays, if you want mental health first aid training, mm. this should all be part of the package of just being a person in the UK. We haven't got there yet. So I think it starts with education. Mm. I think health is really important alongside education and just a different aspect in that we're making sure people are healthy. Definitely. And if we start looking at those two, we can seriously combat the others. Mm. I really do believe it. So, um, you know, representation is always going to be a big thing for me. And it's obvious from who I am. Mm. And it's within everything that I'm doing. But if I'm trying to represent people who haven't been any better educated, we're not, we're still not moving. Mm. We're still not moving. But there's, there's some that just want to remain in their ignorance and they're fine with that. Yeah, but we have to get out of a vacuum of people who happen to have the same opinion as me. We have to get out of that vacuum. We eventually have to speak to these people and represent these people. I have not got the voice. Yeah. Mm. Who, even if they don't want to learn more about politics, I still have to represent them. Mm -hmm. So I still have to speak to them. I still have to find a way to medium with them. Mm -hmm. So... Knowing that, I try and do my best to improve the accesses equally because it makes it easier for me to get access to these people as well. They're not in prison because we're using prison as a form of mental health care. Oh. Okay, so you, mm -hmm. you understand, anybody listening to this, you understand how deeply I've thought about education. We educate children to want to do something as an extracurricular activity, we reduce knife crime. Mm. We reduce children having sex and being young parents. It has been proven through education of sex between year one and year nine, we reduce the amount of children who have no, children, aging, you know, young. We do because they've been educated. They're thinking about it in a different way. Mm. And there's nothing to say that people can't have kids at 16 because, damn, yes, if I had had kids with my first girlfriend, they would have been beautiful. <laughs> Her 
hundred percent. But I had no change in the wallet, so that would have been an interesting addition to my life. Mm-hmm. And because I had sexual education, I understood that at sixteen I could not afford a child, mm. as Michael Jackson used to say. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> You know, if you can't afford them, don't have them. them that's right. Mm-hmm. Right? That's from Wanna Be Sign something, if you're wondering. Um, one of my favorite songs. Um, so, and it's not just him who said it. It's a lot of artists who it. say this lyric over and over again. So, mm-hmm. it brings... But hold on, there's, no, no, that's a different issue. Michael Jackson, I can't remember. Oh, no, we don't. In Brett Bancroft's oh. Hello, what going <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I am... Big fans. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here, we here we go. Here we go. Yes, Big Ben. Yes, yes. That was another confirmation of that one. Yeah. <laughs> you can't afford yeah. children. Don't have them. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this. this thank you. It's thank you so right. much. It's amazing. And just meeting up with you today, I was. Let's just explain how we how we yeah. just clapped each other walking into the room like <laughs> Yo, walking into the room full of white people and here's us two or the black female in the room and you know that nod that <laughs> you clap another black person. It was just like that, like yeah. <laughs> We're here in Westminster at this time, Tuesday afternoon, like, no, yeah, Tuesday morning, like, yeah, what's up? Mm. How you doing, sister? Yes. Do you know what I mean? I I know, and I'd be looking for her. If it had been her or not, I was looking for another um, baby woman. Mm. I started, I do it now because I'm running for public office. I want to see representation everywhere I go. Mm. I don't mind imposting in spaces. I've been doing it since I was young. Yeah. I went to a dance school where I was like one of the only black kids. In a dance school? Yes. <laughs> so if you can do that yeah. and be on stage mm. at the Queen's Royal Palace oh, Theatre yeah. yes. and then you go to the Royal Albert Hall. And yeah. this, I am name dropping. I've done all these things yeah. and been surrounded by white people. I'm not used to actually the opposite way around i feel really excited so things like black girl festival i am dropping oh dropping. yes i am named yeah, that that when i went and worked for them mm-hmm. it was so true i didn't want the day to end i can imagine i just never seen so many queens in one space mm. I could feel, you know, like all my little bits jumping yeah, yeah. at some of these women, just so beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it wasn't just their beauty, it was how smart they were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was how collectively united. Mm-hmm. I remember bowing for one woman, and in my bow is, you know, that like lean back bend that you do when you're like posing near yeah. a street wall? Yeah. Yes, that's like my bow, and I bowed to the woman, she <laughs> bowed with me, and that's just like the harmony of the bow, because we acknowledge one another rather than me just bowing just for the one, and it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, seeing all of those entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. in one space talking to each other selling to each other people selling to the audience that were there Mm -hmm. um hearing women sing seeing trans folks actually comfortable within a space Mm 
Yeah. Although it says Black Girl Festival, feeling comfortable within the space. Mm. Fathers in the space. Oh my gosh, mm. that was so beautiful. And then the most beautiful thing for me was to see a woman who had adopted two black girls mm-hmm. and gone out of her way to bring them into That's that space. Organically, from the top of her heart, she was going to leave and leave them in the space. And we told her no to stay. She needed to be. Educated. I said, you needed to be. Yes, thank you. <laughs> educated. <laughs> Stay in the space. Yeah. You don't need to feel like this. This is a time when you need to leave. Mm. Let your girls see you immerse mm. in it too. Mm. And um, I love that. Mm. Um, so mm. that's that's a space. Anybody who's venturing into learning more about black culture, be mm. you could be an Asian woman, mm-hmm. you could be another ethnic minority, mm. you could be with a black person or not with an Asian person I don't know you could be anybody anybody yeah it's gonna be bigger this year should try and make it get away no, I think tickets there. are releasing this week right mm. this Friday I think you need to just get yep, to yep, that yep. Instagram page yeah. Instagram page <laughs> black girls best search it up yeah and, mm. and get into that space because it is so beautiful mm. and if I just tangent from that we need more spaces like mm. that mm-hmm. um where it's the reverse, where the white are the minority, mm. because we we need to see um, all of us working as a collective mm. to embrace people who struggle to be seen in the space that already exists. Mm. So when I say this, I don't mean no negative to really amazing women events such as stylists. I love stylists. Mm. I ain't even got much money, but I always buy the VIP to go because wow. I love the event. Mm. The goodies are great. The, they even have black hairstylers. Mm. They make sure they have black representation in the stalls. Mm. They make sure they have black speakers. But imagine it was another foot. But shouts out to Spring Menelin though. No, shouts no, no, no. out to No, no to, these are mm. all great ones. Mm. I said more. Mm. more because when stylist comes about it sells out because the caucasian background like that mm. they buy it up right now we have black hair festival trying to sell tickets we have small um organizations in brixton doing festivals mm. we've got the there is a natural black food festival sell out mm. help help these communities sell out the same way we're selling out these bigger organizations because the more they get publicity the more they can go into these big spaces like black girl festival they can be you know selling out o2 they can be selling out um oh what's another big venue but we also gotta address though the backing that they get as well because yes there are the black there's black girls Best, there's spring men in yeah. there. There's there's so many other black events that are run by black women and and black and black males too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's the backing, it's the financial that it's the you know, <laughs> which is come on now. That's no, but this can be done mm. through black people and Asian people and other minorities mm. working together, mm. right? 
it can be done. We need to have that vision to say, actually, we can do this. We can be up on par with Elle, Elle Fashion Week. Right. We can be up on par with is it Vodafone's London Fashion Week mm-hmm. event that happens every time Fashion Week comes around. We can be up in par. I felt like Afro Fashion Week was trying to get there up in par. I think last year did quite a good job to try and be up in par because it invited the right kind of endorsement from the black and Asian community. Mm. Um, there are other festivals that I feel maybe a little bit unknown by people and that's publicity maybe right. or taking it outside of our bubble which come back to the thing I say the vacuum and what I'm saying with these events is get to the point where they see a multitude of us come into it but they're invited that's what I'm saying we get to the point where we're selling out these big venues mm-hmm. purely by black effort being interested in mm-hmm. attending but they can invite them to. Right now, where pretty much everybody's black and there's like one or two white people who turn up because they have relatives or they're married or they have kids, mm-hmm. right? We, I think the next step for us, 2030, 2040, is get to the point where we're just generically selling out by our people, but they wanna come to now. See, what are they coming to? No, they're, they're, coming, they're, they're coming because it's like going well, to um, Ascot, right? It's just like going to Ascot. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But in, 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 a, in a sphere of black fishing and in a sphere of, of, of black appropriation, culture yeah. appropriation, um, and let's, let's just pull it out there, what's going on with oh, the Kardashians, just, just one to day. name one just to name a few. It, it will change because we're changed, as I said, representation, we change where we are in the system. We place ourselves in more of these positions. We start changing the policies. Because I know there's a whole lot of people who haven't graduated university yet, I've got a friend included, mm. who's looking at fashion um, rights who's working at legislation right now in concern to those issues. And I spearheard her to continue because I can see her being someone who's at the forefront of law when it comes to how um, our work and our mental, spoken ideas are legally used. Mm -hmm. Illegally used. Mm. We want to get to legally use, right? Mm. Legally paying me. Yeah, you pay me for that. Shit. Use yeah. my idea, yeah. 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. Legally yeah. paying yeah. me to keep my artifacts in your museum. Mm-hmm. There are people who haven't graduated yet, and I have the belief system that we're getting there. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a long time. I don't have a, a issue with that. Uh, Maya Angelou has left us, mm. but yet she didn't get to see what she wanted to see, right? I get that. Mm. I am only 24. I may be having this discussion at, God, please give me a 106, saying, <laughs> I just saw the first ever black president of the UK, right? We had a woman in America do that, mm. right? I could see 
if I am blessed to have that much time on this planet, seeing that and saying, thank you for giving me enough life to get here to see that. But I might not have seen it actually succeed in my own industry. That could be politics doesn't actually change that much more. Mm -hmm. Um, That could be the way that we uh, communicate doesn't change that much. So, unfortunately, Mm. I am being realistic with that. Mm -hmm. But my throwing it out there to the audience listening is anybody who knows they run events like that. Mm. Let's get to the point where we're selling out. Right? Mm. Let's get to the point where it doesn't matter if they turn up or not. Let's get there. Please. Okay. (laughs) And on that note, thank you. Yep. That is your candidate, your candidate for Tandit District Council and Margate. Candice is a speaker for creative and campaigner for health, education and equal rights for all women. She is also the co-founder of She Is Clothed. Follow her on Instagram, Facebook and her website and vote for her. Vote for her for 2019 to be the councillor of Margate. Yeah, at the age of 24, she's doing a damn thing. And I'm proud of her. And you should be proud of her also. Candice has worked intensively with the Prince's Trust. And she will continue to fight for diversity and equality for women's rights. So go ahead, check her out, vote for her, she is worthy, and my girl, I am so proud of you, for speaking your truth, and speaking your damn The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.